That was good. Not just good, but good enough. Good enough. So, Jed, how are you surviving Winter Storm Stella? Uh, it's good. It's my first, uh, well, it was supposed to be my first blizzard, but uh, it wasn't really a blizzard. And um, But it's been cold, and uh, as a guy from L.A., it always takes a little adjustment. And uh, did you get a chance to get out and walk the streets of New York? I actually did go out earlier today. I went out and got a delicious sandwich. So the, the city was functioning. Today's show is brought to you by a delicious sandwich. Yeah, you know, it was functioning mostly, but all the delivery services were shut down in preparation for the, uh, for the blizzard that never happened. That never happened. Well, uh, I, I think this is your last shot for a blizzard this year. I don't anticipate any further nor'easters. But then again, you know, March, mid-March is unusual. Yes, not, mo- not the most unusual thing that happened in, in March. Maybe it's just part of March madness. Maybe this is all an elaborate scheme by the NCAA tournament to get people excited about watching basketball. <laughs> Could be. Let's talk baseball. Let's do that instead. Okay, so we, uh, we've talked a little bit about the weather. I have family that's in uh, Connecticut, and they're... And who are you again? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm John Sumple. Oh, okay. And you're Jed Rigney. I am Jed Rigney. Hi, John Sumple. At John Sumple, at Jed Rigney, on Twitter. On yes. the Twitter. So I have family in Connecticut, and uh, they're experiencing a little bit more than the, the blustery snow that you got. They're, they were at like 9 or 10 inches this morning at around... Well, my time. So it was probably one, two o'clock their time. So, yeah, Stella's got her groove back up in New England. Um, interesting thing about that. Well, we'll get into the significance of Stella uh, after this message from our, our new sponsor. Hi, listeners. If you're like most Americans and you're starting to get pretty darn disappointed about promises being made left, right, center, and alt-right. Today's show is brought to you by another government lie. Winter Storm Stella. The blizzard of the year, they said. 15 to 20 inches of snow, they said. 50 miles per hour winds, they said. All lies. Just more alternative facts and fake news. Or should I say, flake news. (laughs) Boy, that's timely. Yeah. You're right on top of the news. Yeah. Well, look, the thing about sponsors is you got to get while the getting's good. Right. And that's what they're doing. They're getting... Here's the thing about Stella. First of all, great name for a storm, right? Stella! Anyway, but then here's the thing about how Stella got her groove back. Like, didn't it turn out that she married a young guy, but then he turned out to be gay? And there's nothing wrong with being gay, of course, but like, I don't think she thought he was gay. Right, that would that would be a strange groove. That would be... Yeah. When, yeah. But it turns out he may have just married that woman, because based on a true story... Mm-hmm. Married her to get citizenship in the United States. Oh, so that that wasn't not told to ruin in the that movie. movie. Not no, that's because that came out like long after. Not to ruin uh, that movie for all of you listeners. That wonderful movie that's that anyway, came out ten years ago. That came out. I think it's more than that, John. It probably is. Check your calendar. I think it's more like fifteen twenty. Anyway, yeah, so, we were pretty disappointed here because it was supposed to be a blizzard, and all the businesses and schools—not all the businesses, but most businesses—shut down. And then it just was kind of a little snowstorm in New York City. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's one of those things where, you know, people are all excited and get amped up because the news makes it out to be you got to be prepared. And you do because you never know. You might be snowed right. in for a couple of days. Uh, right. And uh, especially snowed in in New York. Right. Which yes. is the most important city of all the cities in the United States. And as the, the news will t- as all the as the news will tell you. Mm hmm. If they had this snowstorm in Minnesota, you think anyone would care? Like, no, that's Minnesota. Get over it. Yeah, it's we expect that, <laughs> but not not in New York. So yeah, it's and I know Boston's getting a, a. I have a friend that lives up north of Boston, about twenty thirty miles north of Boston, and they had 80, 18 inches of snow a couple hours ago. Oh, so wow. today's yeah, show so. is also brought to you by John's friends. John's friends. John's and friends located all up and down the Eastern Corridor. <laughs> Covered by Stella. <laughs> so I think we've, we've covered uh, meteorology for... That's right. We said no politics, John, but we didn't say no meteorology. Let's talk some baseball. Let's do it. So uh, World Baseball Classic is probably the most exciting wah, wah, thing in the, the baseball world right now. Yeah. I'm trying to get into it. 
I just can't get into it. It's it's so hard. I mean, I, I love the sport, and yeah. I think part of it is that Major League Baseball in the media, not necessarily, or more the broadcast media, wants to make it sound like it's a bigger deal than it is. It just doesn't have the legs yet. Right. Maybe it will 20, 30 years from now, or maybe it'll be gone five years from now. Who knows? That's the big play, right? Like maybe 20 years from now, it's like the World Cup, but for baseball. Right. I love baseball and I can't bring myself to even watch any of it. I can't figure out who's on what team. And yeah, it is a little bit confusing because yeah. we don't see any national baseball. Also, John, baseball. I don't see colors. Okay. I don't believe in. <laughs> all right. No, that's <laughs> one of those. But there guys. was an exciting game. Uh, was it Colombia and Dominican Republic? But uh, is it an exciting game if no one watches it? Well, it was three to three in the 10th inning when they do that, you know, runners on second and third one out thing. And the DR scored seven runs. So wow. they, they turned an exciting nine inning game into a laugher in a matter of minutes. Took a little steam out. So the Dominican Republic came back in two games against the U.S. and against Colombia to, to look like the powerhouse that they are. But they're a little bit vulnerable. I will say something about soccer. As much as I hate soccer and don't think it's a real sport, it works for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. It really does. And I just don't think baseball works for the World Cup. I think I think soccer is so boring that sort of the nationalities involved, like that's how boring soccer is. Is It's more boring than baseball, which is admittedly boring. But it's like, oh, they're all wearing the same uniforms. They kind of run around. Oh, look, that guy, oh, that guy might try to score. No, not. Not for this half hour. Okay, good. Right. And I think that that works for soccer. I don't think it works for baseball. And I think one of the reasons why is because uh, baseball fans are, true baseball fans are, you know, kind of like really into the statistics and the science and not necessarily the science, but the the uh, the intelligence side of baseball where casual fans can go to a so soccer game and they don't have to know anything and they just start chanting and have no idea what's going on and singing you know, and wearing Which scarves and yeah, just for fun. Yeah. And yeah. baseball is not something you sit there and go, unless you're in Japan and, and the Japanese go crazy. They have those thunder sticks and they yeah. chant throughout the whole nine innings. I don't know if I would enjoy yeah. that. I've been to the Anaheim games when they used to do that. That is not oh, a good okay. experience for anyone. Yeah. You leave with a headache. Yeah. But also like, who are you if you're there and you're clapping sticks together for three hours? Come on. You're not a baseball fan. That's, what are you doing? It's you like, deserve to be hit by a foul ball. No offense <laughs> if you have been. So we're not we're not high on the World Baseball Classic. I want to be, but we're not. There, there is some excitement. There is some excitement. It gets yeah. more exciting as we get closer to the final. No, no, doesn't. No. I mean, Maybe. who's in? Like, do you know who's in the final group? I keep I get these yet, alerts on my phone. Groups. I still there's, don't. I still don't know. Like, it, I, I, we still have eight teams in it, yeah. so it hasn't even whittled down yet. So we've got a ways to go. I think, I think you know what weeks, I think the right? problem is. When the World Cup is happening, this is the problem. When the World Cup is happening, there's no other thing happening in soccer that's also happening. True. That's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm kind of my attention on this other thing. Like, no one's worrying about their fantasy soccer draft or what their favorite team is going to do as soon as the World Baseball, the World Cup is over. So it's like when the World Baseball Classic's going, it's like, okay, great. So this is happening now. But also, what ha what's happening with my with my Dodgers or my Astros or my right. Marlins or or my Rays for that guy in St. Petersburg that's a Rays fan. Right. And and there is a little bit of that mentality. It's like I really would prefer to have my my players back on my team and not screwing around in the world baseball. Right. Well, classic. then like what Sal Perez almost got his legs right. taken out. Like, mm -hmm. ooh, that would have been bad. But and that's the biggest okay. risk for know. something like this, especially when it's at the start of a season. It's not yeah. midway through. It's not at the end of a season. It's like at the very beginning when what everybody is a little bit What if they just at the end of the rusty. season? Would that work? Just I'd the like weather's that. too bad for it. Indoor stadiums. We talked about this. I'm starting to think that end of the year is the way to do it. Because then there's that. no one's doing... Oh, you know what, though? Think about this situation. Guy's a free agent at the end of the year. Right. He's not going to want to get hurt. And goes in. His but, you know, I guess, I guess some guys don't play anyway. I don't know. I think it should be end of the year. I don't think it should be beginning of the year because I think too many people are distracted by what's actually happening in baseball. So let it be written. So let it be done. What else is there? Uh, let's see, Pedro Alvarez, you know, a big bat that just has been laying around on the on the on the hitter's shelf this off season, uh, finally signs a minor league deal with the Orioles. Back with the team he was with last year, but for a pittance, not uh, the big bucks. Yeah, shockingly, uh, 
long time to sign him, and then a minor league deal, and then first of all, why did they sign him? They don't, they don't, don't got room him. for him. No. So he's a backup in case someone gets hurt. They got they got uh, Adam Jones in center. They got the Korean guy Kim in left. That's a pretty safe bet, right? Korean guy Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's a little racist. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, I think they're all most of them are named Kim, is what I'm trying to say. Whether it's their first name or the last name. Uh, And then in right field is Seth Smith, and then Joey Rickard or something like that, right? Little platoon. I don't know. Is he DH? Is it? Well, I, maybe he they you know he's an insurance policy in the sense yeah. of if he has a good spring, that good hitter. Maybe, Why is he an insurance policy? I I still feel no, like we talked sense, about this a couple weeks ago. Like that market is just got turned on its head, and I think right. I, I was thinking like, why doesn't he go to the Red Sox? They got that more. They got Moreland, but isn't that the same thing basically? Moreland and, mm-hmm. and him. I don't know. Well, and and also too, you got to look at uh, you know, and then you get into the micro statistics too. Is what ballpark fits just a bat yeah and he's just a bat so you know you would think the teams would be looking at that bat as a uh you know it's he's a dh and he yeah. you know his that's the best fit for him because he's his defensive metrics are horrible yeah i mean he has to be just a dh so mm-hmm. and you know what in fairness to the red sox moreland can play first base mm-hmm. all right well anyway. maybe he should maybe he should sign with the rockies or get traded to the rockies oh, man because Ian Desmond is now out with a broken Ian hand. Ian Desmond, broken hand. That's perfect. It's perfect for the, the Rockies, though, right? Because Tom Murphy broke his forearm today. Um, <laughs> he's the catcher. He's supposed to be their big catcher, you know, whatever. So he's out for six weeks also. Um, breaks so are better than sprains, as a general rule. Uh, so that's good. And then uh, isn't Dahl injured? He's got a rib mm-hmm. problem. Yeah, yeah. so... They got all these injuries, and then all of a sudden their offseason moves don't look so stupid, even though they're still kind of stupid. <laughs> like, okay, good. Well, now we need to figure out someone else to play first base because our plan to have Ian Desmond play first base didn't work out. Yeah, and they're probably you know thinking, why couldn't he have broke his hand a couple of days earlier because we could have picked up Pedro Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. So maybe now the Orioles have a chip to, to trade Alvarez, pick up a minor leader. I don't think they leader. can, right? Can they? Oh, a minor league deal. No, I don't think he can. Well, I don't know. Can I he? think a free agent know. signing can't be traded uh, until June. Okay. Well, I guess he could, you know, waive that right or whatever. But they're not going to put him at first. I think they're going to no. put, like, Para at first before they put him first. Also, don't they have Mark Reynolds still? Do they? I don't know. I, I, I'm I lost not an expert on the Rockies You know what? Lineup. <laughs> John, I ask one thing of you. Know everything about every <laughs> team. Every team. <laughs> I failed miserably. What else is there? We've got um, Chris Bryant one up and your boy uh, Mike Trout on the uh, uh, second-year service contract. So he goes from right. a paltry With- five and a half, five hundred, $550,000 to a huge $1 million payday for the best player in the National League. So a million, a million, what, oh, five. a million fifty thousand, yep. right? One point oh five million. So, and this is what's crazy about baseball contracts is the first two years he plays, basically it's the league minimum, 500,000. And then his third year as the best player in the National League, he gets a million. If he was a free agent right now. Oh, yeah. What would you be worth? I mean, he was, he was six wins above replacements, yeah, right? Seven, seven last year. Mm-hmm. And seven years Seven wins above replacement works out to approximately fifty million dollars yeah. worth of value. Yeah, that's that's big value. So if if a team could sign him right now at what what is he, like twenty five? Yeah, twenty four, twenty five, yeah. At least ten year four hundred million dollar contract. Am I not mistaken? No, I, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Four hundred million dollar contract if he was a free agent right now, what does he get, John? One million dollars. One million dollars. Right? Record-breaking right. $1 million. And we talked about this a little bit last week, too, about how upside-down it is. So you'll get somebody so who's on the back end of their career, and they're, they're going to sign a three-year deal for you know, $75 million. It's like, what? Huh? What? I don't, I don't quite understand. Uh, it, it, I under, we talked a little bit about it, but I understand it for the long term or on the same team. Because they're paying them paying them back for the years of servitude at five hundred thousand dollars a year, 
Um, and, you know, that makes sense. But, you know, you look at somebody like Albert Pujols and he goes off to the Angels and makes a boatload of money and is not really he had a decent year last year. But he's not. I mean, he's been sort of solid, right? solid, but, but not, not worth the that superstar. contract. He's not. Yeah. He's not the face of baseball anymore by any means. But he's making yeah. face of baseball money. Yeah, he's up in that uh, thirty million dollar year range. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they necessarily need to change it. You know, because I think also in in baseball, it's not like like football. You know, there's a similar situation. Not to digress too much here, but uh, there's a similar situation with the Patriots with Malcolm Butler, of course, the Super Bowl hero from a couple years ago. Is it three years ago? Two two years ago, three Super Bowls ago. Right, three Super Bowls ago, right. So interception on the goal line, saves the Super Bowl, wins, blah, blah, blah. This guy was working at a UPS store or whatever, Walmart, at, you know, before the season. The Patriots pick him up, and he's been making the league minimum. And this year is the first year where he gets he gets a restricted free agent status. And I think he can make $4 million. And of course, there's like some contention because it's football, and you want to pay. You know, the team, the Patriots don't want to pay more than they have to, and all they have to pay is four million. But the player is like, man, I hurt my knee, and that four million is all right. I get, and I'm a superstar now. It's one of the top ten cornerbacks in the league, but their system was a little bit different because a, you're more likely to be injured and and not play ever again. Mm-hmm. B, contracts aren't guaranteed in the NFL, whereas in baseball. It's like, yeah, you're only getting a million, but you probably got a big signing bonus. And even if you don't, if you if you are the best player in the National League for one year, you'll probably be able to play for five or six years, no matter what. Well, well think about it too. You know, the difference between baseball and football. Football are they're gladiators. There's, they say we're going to pay you the big dollars and we're going to throw you out there and you give it your all, even if you break a leg. You got to do whatever right. it takes to get the win. In baseball, it's like you stub your toe, you're on the DL. We got to protect our investment. <laughs> we're going to give you the day off tomorrow, yeah, Dave. <laughs> yeah, so take it easy. You know, we're paying you a lot of money. We just don't want to risk it. In football, it's like wrap up that toe and get right back out there. Earn your money because they know. And then that's part of it too, from the player's perspective. More in football, I think, than any other sport, is that one injury and I could be done. Right. You know, I think the baseball stuff is not awesome, but at the same time, like. Everyone's making a lot of money. So, you know, I do feel, I guess you feel a little bit bad for the guy who like kind of ekes out a four or five year career and kind of only makes a couple million bucks over all that time. It's kind of like, eh. And unfortunately, a lot of those players spend, you know, especially in the sports where they're drafted right out of high school uh, or early in college where they make the big signing bonus and they, party with their friends let's talk johnny manzel for example right uh you know it's all about the party and um and what's his name that that went to the raiders and jamarcus russell that was awful right you know it was all about the posse and having fun and and they blow their money and then it's like okay i'm four years out of college and uh, my meal ticket is gone right and it whether it's due to injury whether it's due to uh, Im- immaturity issues, whatever that might be, these these guys. Whereas baseball players, they 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 think that when they go in, unless it's some sort of catastrophic injury, but you know, baseball players are like, oh, well, we'll put you on the DL the for for a year and a half, and you can come back when you're ready. Yeah, and they still have a chance. And also, There's- like, oh, okay, then then you know, hey, I'm going to try uh, being a pitcher instead, and oh, I'm going to try, I'm going to do a comeback. Right. And I mean, heck, Manny Ramirez is playing in Japan right now. Like, this is a better sport for longevity. But man, it's weird to see Chris Bryant only getting a million dollars. It is. It is strange. <laughs> so we can, we can. you, you mentioned Manny Ramirez. Um, and uh, so he's getting ready to play in Japan. You have Eric Gagne, who's turning heads with his low 90s fastball and his still goofy Bugs Bunny changeup is he's getting some serious looks. So again, there's a perfect example of how many 42 year old football players do you see out there? <laughs> that doesn't happen. It's Brady, right? That's it. Yeah. And, and then coming up on four. I remember, do you remember Steve DeBerg? Yeah. So he, I think he played, I think he, I don't think, I think he finished his career with maybe the Bucks or, but he was a journeyman and he, he wanted to play. I think he was a quarterback until he was 45 years old and yeah. still play and was effective. So he's one of the, 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 the rarities in the sport for sure. But Brady, you know, he'll keep strapping it on until Belichick retires. 
or vice versa. I wouldn't have been surprised if he retired after this year, but then the he just seems to keep wanting to play. And I don't know. I would be worried about all those concussions, but he is uh, in in great shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patriots made some nice moves this week to help him out. Yep. And he may be make another run at it. <laughs> he may be gimping his way through his his uh, retirement. Uh, but yeah. other than that, I mean, you, know, you can't walk away from silly money and all that fame and still at yeah. the top of his game, which he and proved. success. Yeah. As long as you they know, keep winning. Like, this, I mean, if they have an eight and eight year, he'll be probably inspired. Like eh, we're, we're going to come back and give it one more shot. And if things go sideways yeah. again, then he'll call it quits. Well, I'm hoping he gets suspended for the first four games again. Yeah, Cause that helps. That's a nice little break. Elongate his career. <laughs> So another story, Phillies trade for the ambidextrous uh, pitcher from the, the Seattle Mariners. And I don't quite know how to, is it Pat Venditti or Pat Vendit? I mean, I was assuming it was Vendit. Vendit, okay. But it's probably Ven, Vendite. Vendite, maybe, maybe he's, <laughs> so he's a robo obviously this isn't a significant signing for a lot. It's not a significant loss for anyone or a significant gain for anyone. I just love that there's an ambidextrous pitcher and, how cool would it be if there were just more of those? And maybe, you know, it's like an X-Men thing where, like, there's going to be more mutants coming in the future. And we get guys who can throw, you know, over the top and then sidearm mm-hmm. and left-handed. And right, and every oh, other pitch, man. too. That would be yeah. great. They just have a second glove yeah. on the mound or one that fits both hands. I'm looking forward to seeing that Yeah, I think that that's model. what he does, right? He does, he does, a, he does a, a glove that he can switch out. I think that way... I think that way it's not a rules violation. So he can turn around and kind of rub up the baseball with the rosin and then come back, you know, throwing left-handed. Yeah. And that would be fun to see with a switch hitter up. Up against a switch hitter. That's the big thing, right? And they just keep Keep, switching sides. And the the game lasts seven hours. (laughs) So you have a... a, And all their work to speed up the game is ruined by Pat Vendite. (laughs) I want to watch that game. That's going to be fun. So another big, big announcement. I mean, probably one of the biggest announcements in um, Yankee spring training is that Clint, Clint Frazier was forced to get his hair cut. Because it was a distraction, John. Because it's a rule, isn't it? Didn't, uh, it's a distraction. Why is it a distraction? Having hair that comes out of the cap is a distraction. I don't know. <laughs> it's the, it's the Steinbrenner They're freaking rule. Yankees, man. You know, it's 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 Steinbrenner's daughter <laughs> said that they just wanted to keep that tradition. They feel like it's part of the yeah. Yankee way. I don't know. I guess we should and be Don lucky Madden, they let African Americans play. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> that would be Boston, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, <laughs> just because we were last doesn't mean we're not the best. No, it does actually. It's it. Okay, so they were the last team, right? Weren't the the Red Sox the last team to? Yeah, and they still got flack. Even I remember back in the seventies and eighties as being slow to embrace the color barrier. The break. Well, you know the the the, the Boston uh, white black thing has always been a weird thing. Like, look at all the Boston movies, right? Mm-hmm. They don't put black people in them, hmm. but there's a lot of black people in that area. Like, but it's just something about that area where they just kind of parse it out for some reason. I don't know. But think about it. Think about a Boston movie you've seen and think about how many black people were in that movie. Yeah. I'm drawing blank. Exactly. There's a lot of black people in the Boston area. So anyway, it's a weird thing. I don't want to say it's racist, but it's racist. Well, maybe we're t- you know? touching on something controversial, which will actually boost uh, listeners. <laughs> okay so let's let's go down that rabbit hole (laughs) did you hear what they said on fall territory (laughs) they threw boston under the bus this is the foulest territory we're going into the foulest territory with this conversation (laughs) let's reel it back in with something uplifting uh like jose reyes being sued by ex girlfriend and model over their love child and who's seven i love it who's seven years old and and Reyes is married with three kids of his own and doesn't right. give child number four the time of day. I think Jose Reyes has some problems. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jose Reyes has some problems. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Multimillionaire, famous athlete, getting around. I don't know. Wear a condom, guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the the wear a condom. That you know, sports figures are untouchable. The Tiger Woods syndrome. I can do whatever I want, and yeah, nothing will affect me. But eventually, it, well, it's like famous people, right? Like, does Schwarzenegger's got a at least one kid from a maid or a housekeeper, right? Or whatever, that was you know? yeah, like, the his uh, hot. Like, come on, hot guys, wear a condom. Supermodel ex maid, right? Uh, that would be a big no. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Boy, we're just, you know, just really digging up <laughs> the deep hole today. Well, at least he announced that he's not running for senator. Oh, that's good. Schwarzenegger. Because his, yeah, his, his career as the uh, the apprentice host is is is, is just on an upward arc for him. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, what he should be running for next is president. Right. That's what that's you do path. when you are the apprentice host. You're then the president. we all seen this now. And the thing is, and he's got a leg up on Trump because he's actually served in a political capacity. One could say it's a leg down because one of the worst governors in California's history, and there's been some really bad governors in California. Well, you have Jerry Brown back for stint number two. <laughs> Jerry Brown. Oh, man. Jerry Brown. Yeah, I remember Jerry <laughs> Brown back in his uh, his stoner Linda Ronstadt days. <laughs> Flower was it power. last week? You're talking about last week? <laughs> back in the good old days, back in the 70s. Yeah. So we're wandering a little bit here. We're touching on politics. We're, we're, we're going into gray territory. Uh, we're... Gray Davis? What? Huh? Gray Davis, former governor of California. I don't even know who that I is. I will tell you something about Gray Davis. I'll never forget this lesson my dad taught me when I was a young man. Never trust a person whose name is two last names. Okay. Gray Davis. That's a good rule. Gray Davis. Mm -hmm. Hey, before we move on, I wanted to mention something about Manny Ramirez because we brought him up earlier and how exciting that is, of course. But the most exciting thing about it is as part of his contract, he is given unlimited sushi. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say PEDs. Well, probably that too. (laughs) Uh, probably just gets those from from Hong Kong across the across the water there. Here's the thing: he gets a driver in a Mercedes, and he gets a hotel room, which they were saying like it was like whoa, six hundred billion yen a night, which came out to like six hundred dollars. And I was like, six hundred dollars a night—that's kind of expensive. I mean, I wouldn't pay that, but that's not exactly like the most expensive hotel I've ever heard of. No, it's, it's kind of reasonable. This is a marketing maybe, right? ploy, more or less. These are just like the things in his contract to get him to come. Well, they, play, they, right? They're encouraging him to come, but he is, is the team. I don't even know what team he signed with. Is this intended to put people in the, the Japanese uh, 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 Nagasaki's? <laughs> I don't know. The Nippon. The Hiroshima. Hiroshima <laughs> the Hiroshima decimation. Carp. Wasn't know. there the carp or something? There like? is a carp, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a giants and a carp. And of course, there's Godzilla, but I don't think he's. We're gonna get so much hate mail now from the, our, our our Japanese listeners. There's Mothra, the Kombuchi uh, Mothra, Gamera, Gamera, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, World Series winners last year. <laughs> it sounds like Be, we're beat the we're, Shogun. It's, it sounds like we're devaluing <laughs> Japanese baseball, Korean baseball, and <laughs> not really. It's just I'm you know sure what? it's fine. You know, listener. Just in case you haven't figured it out, this is more. Uh, uh, this is a baseball podcast, but there is a lot of uh, comedy and humor, intentionally thrown in. Right. So that means that attemptedly, attemptedly, <laughs> and that means whenever you're using comedy, that yeah. you know when you wander into the gray space, yeah, that you can always say, well, it's comedy, so you know, that's right. We can do that. That's right. One more thing about Manny, John. Mm-hmm. Is that the back of his jersey will say Manny? Okay. Yeah. Manny being Manny. He doesn't. He didn't want Ramirez because there was another Ramirez that played in Japan for ten years. And he didn't want to be confused. I guess he didn't want to confuse other people, but it may just be that he wasn't trying to confuse himself. Yeah, probably, it's probably the latter. So, how are we doing on time, John? This feels like we're long. Uh, we're thirty minutes in. Now oh, we're fine. We're good. Got another. Who cares? Got another thirty. So Manny, Manny being Manny, um, does Manny have the dreadlocks still? Is he going full? It looks like it. Yeah, it looks like it. Is he pudgy Manny or 
trimmed oh, up. Oh, he's pudgy. Pudgy Manny. Okay. Oh, yeah. He has not eaten any sushi. <laughs> he, he needs to start. He needs to go full uh, sashimi, stay off the rice, He's stick not, with the protein. That's not at all the look. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not at all the look, no. Okay, let's, let's he, wrap I, up. Apparently he found a uh, pizza place. <laughs> that would be my guess. And a burger and fries joint, too, probably. Yes. Okay, let's move on to the starting nine. Do we have a starting nine? We do. We have one for the World Baseball Classic. Okay. What do we got? Okay, we got... Uh, in, in celebration of the World Baseball Classic, I have nine players or so. I lost track. I don't have them numbered. Uh, representing other places in the world. Okay. That's... So here we go. That, we could be all... Derek Holland. Nice. Right? It's a G- For the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Or the Dutch. Of course, Netherlands, also that's kind of a poo holes thing, right? Because it's kind of that's... <laughs> sometimes I call that area my Netherlands. Anyway. Okay. Steven Strasburg, Strasburg, Germany. Mm-hmm. Billy Hamilton, Hamilton, Ontario, A. A. Right? Mm-hmm. Josh Bell, Belgium. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Glasnow for Glasgow or Glasgow. Okay. Or Glasnow. Scotland. Russia doesn't have a team in, though. And neither does yeah, Scotland, I- for that matter. No, but no, but it's, these aren't these aren't okay, places just, that have teams. Just, They're just different just places in the world, lesson. man. I got it. Yeah, okay. they're just different places in the world. Okay, and Glasgow and Glasnow are very similar. similar. I could see, I could see that being. Some of these aren't exact, John. Uh, that, that's okay? that's good. I was, I was. They're not all Derek Holland. Okay, <laughs> we can't all be Derek Holland. Keep going. Isn't he the guy with the mustache? All right, uh, the fake must, the pencil mustache. <laughs> yeah, the little yeah. mustache. Yeah, the little he, I think child he's beyond that. Has he? Good for him. Okay, what do we got next? All right. I still have like a few more to go here, right? Mm-hmm. Carlos Carrasco for Curacao. Okay. I'm listening. A little bit of a she sells seashells by the seashore <laughs> there, right? Carlos Carrasco, Curacao, right? Yes, fun? That's fun. You guys, can, you guys at home can play this. By the, yeah, right. drink, have a few drinks and try to say that twice. How about Cameroon Mabin? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Zach Britton, mm-hmm. Brighton, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. also Britton, if you say it another word, another way, if you say it slightly different, right. Zach Britton, oi, I'm from Britainland, <laughs> right? Right. Corey Seeger, come on, Mediterranean Sea. Okay. That's not a place per se, but there's lots of other sea places. Salton Sea, mm-hmm. that's America though, right? Yes. And last but not least... What happens in Kenneth Vargas stays in <laughs> Kenneth Vargas. <laughs> That's personal. <laughs> it's actually kind of gross if you is. put it that way. <laughs> That's, That's good, it. That's the starting nine. That's but that may have been 10. That's okay. DH. Okay. It's, uh, that's right, DH. Okay, good. It's American League team. So now let's move on to uh, the preseason preview. We've been doing this for the last, uh, this is the fourth one uh, out of six yes. divisions. So we, we covered uh, the AL East and West, or the AL West and NL West. And last week we talked about the AL East. And now we flip right. it over to the NL East. And, and the drop off from the powerhouse of the AL East to the depletion uh, or the disappointment or the... It's more like the outhouse, yeah, right? The outhouse. From the powerhouse to the, to the outhouse. outhouse. Yeah, there's not a lot going That's on. That's jokes, John. But, you know, there's, there's, there's things going on here. There's, there's, there's um, I would say, new blood and the potential rebirth of... Oh, because of Jose Fernandez? Uh, no, I was thinking more of the Braves and Phillies. All right, that's, that's uh, just a terrible joke. <laughs> Just an absolutely barbaric joke. Anyway, yes, I agree with what you're saying. Go on. So the the Braves and Phillies are are yes. teams to watch, in my opinion, and I That's think true. a lot of other people's opinions as well. I think. Well, let's run these numbers real quick. Let's do it, and then we'll get into each team, and I will agree with you on those points exactly. Nationals ninety one wins, Mets eighty five, Marlins seventy eight, Braves seventy three, Phillies seventy two. You want to start at the top or start at the bottom? Yeah, let's start at the top. I think that uh, you know all eyes are on the Nationals. They yeah. know, made some. Uh, I mean, I mean, they, they Derek Norris and Matt Weeders and Derek. Well, Norris, Norris is, they cut him. They cut him. They cut. But they, they signed him to him, cut him. Yeah, you know, he thought it was they his job. They signed him in case they didn't have a catcher really until uh, they got some guy in the minor leagues. I think they're hoping to develop. 
So, yeah, Just but it, I mean, you think about it from Sabrina. his point of view is that, yeah. wow, they're signing me to be their everyday catcher and then he's yeah. gone. So he must yeah. have been too. He must not have been too happy when they signed Weeders because they. Well, also I think he bat 170 last year, um, so that was probably disappointing, also for him. That was probably disappointing to the Nationals, <laughs> but they signed him anyway. Yeah, you know, I don't. I didn't understand that move in the first place, but you know, Weeders is better than yeah than Norris, so that's an improvement mm-hmm. to the team. Though I don't know that he's as much of an improvement as what they paid because they're paying like an extra ten million dollars. You use that for something else, you know. So the, I guess I the big question really is is uh, in the NL East is the are the Mets going to be the Mets from two years ago or the Mets of last year? Do the Nationals really have any competition in this? Well, division? I thought the Nationals two years ago were better than the Mets, and then just sort of fell apart mm-hmm. a little bit, and the Mets won. But I feel like that Mets team is of all the teams we've talked about so far is the most volatile with their prediction, their projection. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could win ninety two games. Or they could win 80 games. Yeah, and it all comes down to like, pitching for them. And it all comes down to that pitching staff because they have that they've built everything on that. They're. I wish that they would just get themselves a little bit more defense. They they have sort of chosen like, well, we'll just put this good batter on the. They have a lot of good batters, no great ones. A lot of good batters. Am I right about that? Yeah. They don't have a great batter. I mean, they right? have. I think really what they have is they have a lot of decent bats and not a yeah. lot of decent defense. Yeah, it's bad defense. And so that makes the pitching staff worse, mm-hmm. of course, as we saw last year with the Cubs, the defense making the pitching staff better. But I could easily see them winning 92 games, and I could easily see them, you know, I don't know if I can say lose 92 games, but I think I could see them in the high 70s. Well, all, they, you know, all, that, all it would take out. is for more injuries to the pitching staff. Yeah. We have no idea what Harvey's going to be like. Yeah, Harvey's a mess you know, right now. And... and, and Wheeler's not coming back for a while. Yeah. And, and DeGrom's um, coming back from a shutdown. Yeah. And, and uh, Syndergaard has bulked up and preparing himself for a long Looks season. Good. So we'll see. Matt's will probably get injured. That's kind of yeah. his thing. <laughs> so you know, when you put up – just two years ago, we were talking about how dominant this team yeah. was going to be for the next decade because of the pitching staff. And yeah. the wheels Never came off last year. Yeah. yeah was unfortunate. And that's the tough yeah. thing, you know, with pitching and especially the way that we're, we're looking at pitchers, uh, these days. And, and a lot of it has to do with kids being overworked in high school and college. Yeah. So you have kids coming into their, you know, senior year in high school and they're, they're talking Tommy John. It's like, well, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. So you've got a, a predisposition for throwing as hard as you can, as long as you can in high school to get noticed, to get signed. And then, you know, the, the mentality really has become that it's okay to have Tommy John surgery when you're in the minors, because you can bounce back in a couple of years and you'll still be of value. If, if you show the power number, power pitching numbers, you know, in high school and college, which is weird to me, but you know, you're seeing, yeah, you have the Mets, the Mets here. Of course they have the problem with, um, uh, Juris Familia. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, David Wright is already out. Yeah, right. It's unfortunate. Juris Familia is going to get suspended. What thirty games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they gave to Chapman for the. There was domestic violence thing, but it was kind of an unprosecuted thing. It feels like thirty days is going to be mm-hmm. his thing. But that's a you know it's good. It's a it's an excellent starting rotation if it's all, everyone's healthy. It's a decent offense. And it's a bad defense and a good bullpen. And I think that's an 85-win team that could go to 92 if things fall right. And Yeah, they could have a similar, you know, run. I mean, it all was on, yeah. um, you know, their run two years ago was, uh, uh, what's his name? Second baseman. Drawing a blank. Awful. Murphy? What was that? David Murphy. David Murphy, yeah. So, yeah, he gets hot and carries them through the playoffs. and Exactly. It, crushing bombs yeah. off lefties like nobody's and, business. You know, you had one player who got hot and elevated. You know, the entire team yeah. pretty much took him, took him for a ride. Yeah, and of course, you know, the Mets in the minor leagues have um, Ahmed Rosario, who is twenty one, twenty two, or whatever, and he looks like he's supposed to be the next thing, like a shortstop. They've uh, what is Astrubal Cabrera? Carrer- mm-hmm. Astrubal. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite names, by the way, right up there with Pujols, is Astrubal. <laughs> 
Because there's nothing, the only thing worse than having a, a pool holes is when you have an ass drubal. It's a good thing his name. There's no. <laughs> I wonder if there's and hope there's no ass drubal pool holes out there. <laughs> it's a little redundant, but yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, they're going to have to have things go right for them to catch up to the Nationals. The Nationals, they signed, uh, they traded for Adam Eaton, mm-hmm. right? And they, what do they got? Their starting rotation is Scherzer, Strasburg. Uh, Murph or uh, Gio Gonzalez, Gio Gonzalez, and then Tanner Rourke and Joe Ross, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen is a little iffy. The back end, they don't have a closer. Uh, they're going to do a bullpen by committee type thing, and I just, I don't understand why they didn't get David Robertson from the White Sox. They when tried they were grabbing. Yeah, they were. The... But like, just work it out, man. Yeah, they they were work it out. Well, it's not, you know, season hasn't started yet. There may be a couple of uh, I don't know. surprise trades coming I don't know. I, I just feel like that's a bad move. I mean, you, just, you have to have a closer. If, if you're one of these teams, most teams, it doesn't matter who your closer is. Like, you just get a guy who can shut whatever. But when you're talking about a team that's going to go, I mean, obviously they're going to trade for something, right? Like, unless one of their oh, yeah. bullpen guys just turns out to suddenly be, oh. Which could happen. Away, it could happen, but they traded away two of their better arms in the minor leagues, and they have a couple other guys down there. I mean, they got they got a couple of young prospects building for the future to replace Harper when he signs with the Yankees or Dodgers or Red Sox or whomever. Um, I can't imagine it's anything other than those three mm-hmm. teams for him. For ego and money, it's got to be one of those three. Um, but they had a couple guys coming. Uh, Victor Robles, woof! That's a five-tool player right there. You don't see those very, mm-hmm. very often. It's pretty exciting. But what are they going to do this year? It's worth and left and Trey Turner and center. See, Trey, Trey Turner's, Turner's very Trey Turner hot is young the, guy. The, the, the catalyst there, and yeah. it, which makes it interesting for uh, Adam Eaton, too, as a, his fantasy player value. Uh, yeah. Turner's going to be leading off, which is what Eaton has done. So Eaton might wind up in the sixth hole. So what value is he going to have in fantasy baseball? And I have him or had him. Oh, yeah. I may have him now that I've got an injury, but I do have him actually. So, no, you, I, uh, you know, is he going to be valuable? And if he's in the six hole, he may not be scoring as many runs and have many opportunities to steal bases. So it's going to be an interesting, and especially with Dusty Baker as manager. <laughs> well, see, that's the question, right? If it was a, if it was a different manager, they would put, Turner and Eaton up front, right? And right. go, you probably go Eaton, Turner, Harper. So you go left, right, left. Um, and then what you do, who else do they have that's, that's big? They got uh, Rendon. Mm-hmm. And Worth. Uh, Worth. And, uh, and then Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Oh, David Murphy. Oh, my yeah, gosh. David, yeah. forgot about David Murphy. Yeah. yeah, so he's batting fourth. And then, because so, you got to break up those lefties, right? It can't go Eaton- Harper, it can't go, it can't go, what are we, why are we talking about this? Jim? I have no It can't idea. go Trey Turner. We're going deep. Eaton, We're going Harper, deep into the Nationals Murphy. vault here. I just think like this is the team to beat in that division. Oh, I and, agree. you know, like I think they, they set themselves up offensively very well. I think uh, pitching wise, they're a great starting staff. I mean, Scherzer and Strasburg are two of the top five, six pitchers in the league. And, but it's weird that they didn't get a closer. <laughs> and that's something that they, you know, chances are good that they will be making a move to yeah. do that. You know, if Well, they're... didn't they trade for uh, Melanson last yeah. year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they got Melanson. Yeah, so. So what do you think about the Marlins this year? Devastating loss. Uh... Yeah, the Jose Fernandez thing is, is a really sad uh, thing, especially he's so good, but also so charismatic. And, but also, like, just such a great pitcher. And, like, that's a six-win difference for mm-hmm. your team. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're what you got to figure they're projected for eighty four wins if they have him on the team and like that's a playoff team mm-hmm. and now it's like seventy eight and you know like I love Justin Bohr at first base there if he can get himself a full season at first I'm telling you thirty bombs no problemo yeah I- people who are in my fantasy baseball leagues please disregard that last comment. <laughs> I think uh, that where the the Marlins could surprise is they if they do the, do work out a back end bullpen scenario where like Phelps could wind up you know 
getting saves and getting bullpen wins and starting. So he's going to be, I think, the key to their, uh, you know, the the getting to the bullpen uh, with their yeah. younger pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, they have a they've done a great thing with their bullpen in that they set up for um, they have Ramos as the closer, but they're set up for hey, you know what? Maybe if that doesn't work out because he has a little trouble with walks sometimes. You can throw in Baraclaw mm-hmm. or even uh, Brad Ziegler could step yeah, in and, they, and I be think the guy. They, they could so they're be well surprise. set up. They could be a surprise. Yeah. They could sniff uh, uh, the postseason with yeah. a with a, a potential. I mean, if they're a five hundred, they're team. solid all around the field. Though mm-hmm. that's the thing. They're solid defense. Their their pitching staff is my big concern with them. Yep. Like I just, yeah, I would agree. You know, especially with everyone essentially moving up a notch. On the well, if Boar's an everyday player, gets his thirty home runs. Stanton comes back and and, and is a thirty-five home run guy. Uh, forty, yeah, yeah, forty home run guy, one hundred twenty RBI. I mean, if he's back, he's forty home runs. Yeah. Like that's. And then you've got Yelich uh, is is pr- kind of primed for a, a a big season, and he's yeah. he's having a, a decent spring, and he's actually doing well in the the World Baseball Classic for the two or three people that are watching. Um, but yeah, that, that, well, if, me and, and the other people listening, will have to just take your word and for Azuna, it. If they, if they get production out of those four players, they have potential yeah. to have four players hit 25, 30 home run. Yeah. I think they have an above average offense. I mean, rail Muto is a very mm-hmm. solid guy uh, behind the plate. Like they have a very solid offense. It's above average, but it's what are they? And the defense is good. But the question is, is the pitching enough? Mm-hmm. And I, at this point, I just don't see it. Too young, really, right now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we got Straley, but I don't know. Straley was like smoking mirrors last year. That I see him getting just hammered. Yeah. But Chen could, you know, bounce. He needs to have a huge bounce back year. Go back to yeah. you know, bounce back to what he was doing. I don't know. And Con- seventy eight feels Con- right. And Conley has for- to have a a big step up. He's got. He yeah. basically has to fill Fernandez's shoes, which is that's impossible. See, that's the problem. I like Conley as a number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a 2-3, but, like, he had some real nice starts last year. It needs a little more development. Yeah. But pushing him up the ladder one. And, of course, there was no one else they could go get, and certainly no one they could go get that's just a replacement no, for impossible. Jose it's Fernandez. Just, you, but, yeah. you know, that's a that's a setback, and that's a franchise yeah. setback that will hurt yeah. them for a couple of years because – feels like it, right? And it feels like it's going to weigh on – I feel like that would weigh on people. and Because uh, the, the challenge, I think, was is that people thought that with – Fernandez and getting a, uh, a, a a maturing season out of Conley, you would have a strong one too, and a yeah. strong bullpen, yeah. which means they could, you know, muscle their way through the three, four, five, and and have Phelps spot start. Phelps was phenomenal last year. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And if they can get uh, yeah. you know production out of him to the same tune, and they would have been they would have been a playoff contender definitely. But yeah. it's. I still think, and their their minor league system is a disaster right now. They still have a long yes. way to go, and I don't know how they're going to yes. rebuild that. They're- and of course, that's the bigger problem, right? Like, let's say they wanted to go out and get Jose Quintana, or Quintana from um, the White Sox. They don't have the pieces, right? They don't have the pieces. Yeah. They'd have to give up some part of their team, like Real Muto or something like that to get Quintana and then you're like, okay, well now you don't have a catcher. Now there's, there's one thing that I can say that I'm really excited about Trump being president is that Jeffrey yes. Laurie is going to be assigned as the uh, ambassador to France. And if that's, that happens, he go bye-bye and that's a good thing. He, you know, I can't even believe we haven't talked about this yet in all this, in all these podcasts, he's going to sell the team. Mm-hmm. The worst owner in baseball is going to sell his team and make a boatload of money. I mean, he'll make, but good riddance. Like Frank McCourt before him, good riddance. Right. Like this is a guy who has no business being in this business. You know, he's looking out for himself. He's screwing over fans, players. I mean, they can't really screw over the players too much, but fans, local, not local people who aren't fans, <laughs> right? Who are paying for his stadium? I, I really, I, you know, I, I maybe we haven't talked about it because I don't want to jinx it, but I want him out. And then after him, the Rockies guys, because those guys yeah. are. And I love the the conversations that have percolated up about Jeter being associated with the Marlins yes. uh, ownership moving forward. Yes. That you know that transform baseball should That's the right baseball idea. should thrive 
in Miami. It should be yeah. a destination ballpark. Uh, it should be a, uh, they should be a powerhouse. There's no reason why they shouldn't be given the connection to the Latin American community. It should be a huge success. And it's just hasn't been because of the indifference of Loria. It's going to be a little dark, right? Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Cause I loved Jose Fernandez. He's the only pitcher not on the Dodgers or Red Sox who I would watch pitch. I didn't care about anyone else, but I would watch him pitch. I would use my MLB. Fantastic player, right? And there were talks about the Dodgers trading for him. Never, right? never going to happen. Even though here's every the thing, year they talked could, about it. It could never happen because he's Cuban and in your Miami, you'd be insane. Da, da, da. But here's the thing. If they had traded him, he would be alive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's crazy. But here's the other thing. He only went out partying that night that he that he died because they were going to push back his start one right. day. To the Monday. Mm -hmm. To the Monday. That's the only reason. If he was going to pitch the next day, he never would have gone out. Yeah, there's, there's anyway, a lot of... that's a dark turn in this area, and it's just sort of one of those weird things in life where it's just yeah. like, it's, it's any, like the slightest little difference and he would still be alive and and entertaining people and yeah. bringing joy anyway whatever let's move on to the next thing before the, it gets too dusty in here the braves the braves braves are doing some pretty interesting things they really are look they have their you know what they're doing they're trying to get every pitching prospect they can find and put it on their roster hoping that 20 percent of them turn into major league pitchers and they probably will and they will because it's I think it's somewhere between twenty and thirty percent of pitching prospects turn out. And they have a boatload. A dozen mm -hmm. really good pitching and prospects. They've got on a their nice team. balance of young players and veterans yeah. that uh is it, they they've done uh when um uh what's the guy that went down there? Uh Kemp. Phillips. No, 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 no. The 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 president Dave. the president Steve the president. Trump? <laughs> President Trump. The president. No politics. The, the, the oh gosh, John Hart. When John, John Hart, Hart went yes. in there, and people that were president. people were like, "What is this guy doing?" Because yeah. the first few moves that he made, it made it, it was like there bet, there better be some method to this madness. Because Braves fans were scratching their head, and there yeah. was. It was over the course of a, a year, year and a half, the plan emerged that you know I thought it was it was. Um, wasn't smart to be going into a new stadium by just ripping the team down to really just minor league players, which is what they were. Right. But they've now added some really nice pieces that their first season in the new park is going to be, you know, they, they could sniff. It's not going to be an embarrassment. No, it's not. And they're not going to be, the they're not going to be the Astros with three right. seasons of 100 losses in a row. Exactly. So they, it's going to be a solid team with a good future. Plus they got, uh, Dansby Swanson at short, who they stole from the yeah, Diamondbacks and got Stewart and Larusa kicked out of the league. Right. They got him for a bag of peanuts. They got him for a bag of peanuts, and they have other. They have Inciarte, who's mm -hmm. probably going to get traded because that's a valuable piece on a contending team. Mm -hmm. Excellent defender, you know, a good on base percentage guy. I don't know that the Braves need a guy like that right now, but you know, the Kemp signing. I just, you know, I love Kemp. Matt Kemp, so good as a hitter, so bad as a fielder. Yeah. It's hard to imagine a player. He's a rodeo clown. Looks so out <laughs> athletic. He's a freaking rodeo clown out there. He just he needs a DH somewhere yeah. and just make home runs and and doubles and and yeah. and not have all of his value sapped away by terrible defense. I still don't understand why. An American league doesn't gobble him up. See, Especially you know, now that the Dodgers and Padres are paying all his contracts. Right. And it's marketing. It's for strictly, yeah. you know, the, the Phillips. I know. And I all. know. It's a name, right? They're getting some right. names in there. And, it, again, makes a lot of sense. They're two, three years away from being the Cubs. Yeah. They're going to continue to make If everything moves. breaks you, right, all of these play, yeah. they're going to They're going to flip these guys. Yeah. So they're going to sign people or trade for people, and they're going to flip them, you know, to a contender. Phillips yeah. won't be there. Kemp probably won't be there by the end of the year. Like you said, Enciarte probably won't be there. And they're yeah. going to get, you know, kind of like what the Yankees were doing. They were restocking their, you know, they're just flip guys. And, you know, they get Chapman back. And they, they yeah. took a, a haul for that. So smart. They're doing smart stuff. Okay, maybe not yeah. the Cubs. Maybe they're 
Uh, maybe more like the Astros that they're, they're they're building. A, a, I like that comparison much better. I approve of that comparison, John. Who else is there? The Phillies, another up and coming team. Right, they got rid of Ruben Amaro Jr., which was the biggest thing they could have done. Addition by subtraction, mm-hmm. as they say, and they have made great moves. Yeah. They have made they have built a very solid minor league system. They have a little bit of a problem with uh, with Reading, Pennsylvania, in that it's inflating some people's numbers down there. Um, be, for those of you in uh, dynasty leagues, uh, grain of salt on a player that plays in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, the old Eastern good, League. Yeah, they have a they have a good future lined up. Odabel Herrera, Rule Five draft mm-hmm. pick they got from a team that shouldn't have given him up. I don't know who gave him up, um, but he's their center fielder, and they got you know uh, Tommy Joseph at first. Mm-hmm. Turns out to be pretty good. Uh, Rupp behind the plate, mm-hmm. pretty good. And Michael Franco has not quite been the star that still has, he would be, but still has a breakout potential, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of good pieces. I, I think they're probably not better than they were last year in terms of record, right? Because last year they got kind of lucky with some stuff. And, um, you know, I think they trade off Helix in mid-year this year, mm-hmm. which they should have done last year. And apparently they almost did, was the story. Mm-hmm. They almost traded him to the Marlins, Marlins right? right? And then some, I don't know. I, probably who, would have been good. Do? Marlins are probably kicking themselves for not doing that because that would have been, yeah. a, a, been a good stronger rotation for sure this year yeah um anyway yeah so it's i like what they're doing but of course they're still a bad team so if you <laughs> okay so you were concerned about you, you, we're the braves are, too they're long. doing the right thing the phillies are doing the right thing what's that I, sa- I was saying you were concerned that we were taking you know it was taking too long to get through the headlines yeah well we're now approaching you know 58 oh. minutes so we. Oh well, then well, let's, let's just end off. Let's let's zip on into extra innings. The rest of this stuff doesn't really matter. March Madness is happening. Brock Osweiler got traded to the Browns for a second round pick. Who cares? Yeah, talk about that. But Osweiler, you know, <laughs> talk about somebody who was like the wonderkin that was supposed to save Houston that turned out yeah. to be the bust of the the year. Well, here's the thing. This is why you stay with the team that you did well with, Brock Osweiler, mm-hmm. and other free agents out there. If it's a matter of a million dollars a year, stay with the team where it's working. Well, it's like the Garoppolo thing now. Where's where's this superstar in the making going to go? Yeah, but he's he hasn't worked in New England. Osweiler was in Denver and doing well, right. And chose to go somewhere else, and he should well, not. Garoppolo have chose had to a go nice what two games, and then he got hurt. Two or three yeah, games. Yeah. He, lo- he was looking pretty good. People were like, we yeah, don't need Brady. People are saying he could be a, you know, they could be traded for a first. It right. depends on how long Brady plays, right? right? Like, right. But they always have that with all these guys. Matt Castle and, you know, Barkley or whomever else the Patriots run through as their backup. We're talking to the Patriots, about the Patriots again. I think we do that every episode. It. That's because they're the best team in football by a lot. So maybe we should change this podcast to Out of Bounds. Oh, maybe this section is Out of Bounds. <laughs> it could be. We could still, this, this section we talk about, you know, the Patriots. Or what if this is like the bullpen? The bullpen. I don't know. Because it's off. Out of the bullpen? Off to the side. I don't know. So, let's, so you mentioned the, Joey, the Kyle Bush, Joey Logano dust up. And I think you're, yeah, the, the big thing there is that, wow, a reason to watch NASCAR. When they're you know beating yeah. each other up in the in the pits or throwing helmets <laughs> at you know passing cars or in Tony Stewart's case you know running people over well, not that not that that was a uh, that was probably a bad thing to say but um, <laughs> but it definitely brought you know attention to a sport that usually is uh, watched by a, a more beer drinking well the 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 attention of the on the sport is waning and this is a good thing to do you get some fisticuffs going. You get some crashes going. It's all good for the sport, man. Boogity, boogity, boogie. Let's go racing. <laughs> okay, last but not least, we have the uh, the biggest news of the week. J-Lo and A-Rod. There you go. Lo- J- J-L-Rod. <laughs> J-L-Rod. Jen-Rod? Good for or... them. Good for them. Good-looking guy. Good-looking lady. Famous, rich beyond anyone's imagination, working it out together. And Alex got his new gig and uh, 
uh, in uh, baseball. Is it? With yeah, Fox? he went from like he went from like being the league's heel to like the the from being the bad guy suspended the longest suspension in baseball history besides P Rose. And now he's like everyone's favorite commentator. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job two years ago. He and did. Then, and you know, it's it's more relative to the the marketplace, if you ask me, because it's like it's not like he did such a great job so much as most of the guys that are talking baseball are just absolute turds. Right. Well, you have Frank Thomas. He was on with Frank Thomas and Pete Rose, which is going to make anybody, Jeez. you know, look amazing. Frank Thomas. Pete Rose. This is a horrible. Is there a crazier absolute, old guy they could horrible. put in there? Is Ty Cobb still around? <laughs> Rose is just Jeez. so bad. You know, he's just, he, he's he is the personification of a clown. I mean, he does yeah. look like a clown. You just put a yeah. red nose on that guy and he wears the white buck shoes. So he already looks a little silly, you know, with the way he shows up. And, and Pete Rose is a, a just, he knows that he's a joke and he, I don't know. I think he knows everybody else does. And he thinks that he's just one of those guys like, Hey, get Billy to say something stupid. And he does, yeah. and everybody laughs, and they move on. He's one of those guys that thinks he's in on the joke, but he's, he actually right. isn't in on the joke. Right. Oh, he okay. is the joke. So that that kind of wraps things up. So we we, we wish uh, J-Lo and A-Rod best of luck, and, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right, sounds good.